0: Hi, everybody. Uh, This is Dr. Randy Bach. Today is September 28th, 2022, and I'm here with a coronavirus conversation with you. Um, I'm going to have actually a session tomorrow that you should watch. It's with Dr. David Bell, and he's fascinating. I'm going to save the introductions for when we actually do that talk tomorrow. Um, But today I'm going to kind of... uh, Kind of breeze through things maybe spend uh, 20 minutes half hour uh, i'm very happy and proud to say that i had an article published in the daily skeptic um org, which is a british population uh, a publication um somewhat i think there's some crossover with some of the writers with the uh, spectator associated with the free speech union in the uk and uh it's pretty um you know it's it's pretty lively site a lot of good discussion and they uh you know as uh um, it's, you know, is implied that they are into free speech, so they're letting people say uh, the thoughts that a lot of times uh, other places people were not allowed to, uh, for whatever reason, to kind of keep on board with the narrative, as it were. Um, so I've had uh, a lot of retweets, I think a couple thousand retweets of this, uh, um, maybe 1,500 or so uh, retweets of the notice about the article. And the article itself, I think, uh, you know, has a lot of... Uh, kind of brought up a lot of debate. I'm going to just kind of go over it briefly and maybe talk about a few other things. Um, uh, so here's the article. Um, it is, uh, is a time to accept that Omicron is not COVID-19. So I've been working on this. I might have discussed this uh, about a month ago. I had an earlier version, but I kind of fleshed it out a little bit. In order to be in the Daily Skeptic, they want every, uh, you know, high dotted and T crossed and have all the Uh, write references and um, annotations and so forth. So this took me a fair amount of work, um, and it got published on Sunday in the UK. Um, So I'm not going to read it word for word, uh, but basically uh, when the Washington Post said that uh, President Biden um, doubly boosted is in a much more favorable position to fight COVID-19 than President Trump was before the rollout of vaccines, well, a duh, sort of. But there's this expression called begging the question, which is putting a fact and evidence that is not there. Um, so you just kind of go glide over it. Uh, in this case, it's COVID-19. That is, that's what people keep calling us. But you know, Omicron is a coronavirus, uh, but it's not COVID-19. It's 2022. Um, COVID-19 is a specific variant that was there. And it's a syndrome, actually, from the SARS-CoV-2 virus. That's what we say here. We all know that many individuals have been vaccinated, boosted. Um, yet still get infected. How does that happen? Uh, One reason is that the original SARS, excuse me, COVID-19 SARS-CoV-2 virus, to which human populations have built immunologic resistance through exposure vaccine or both no longer circulates. Um, You could look at, um, uh, this is, I think, uh, covariant.org. You can look at their um, listing, either by variant or by country. And pretty much, if you go by country, you'll see that The variant strain, this is only the variants, it's not even due to the COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, the ancestral one is 2020, uh, early point. These are all the variant strains that have come and gone and and the blue area is Omicron. Uh, So there's no countries harboring any of the ancestral and any of the alpha, beta, uh, delta, gamma, et cetera. Um, uh, Notably, they did skip over XI, Chi because it coincides with the Chinese president's uh, 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 name, Xi. Um, and we'll get to that in a second. but part of this headline here was from NPR. It says, even if you're the president, it's hard to avoid a breakthrough COVID infection. So I, I bristle when I hear the word boosted, COVID 19, and breakthrough at this point in time. Um, you're not having, if you get the flu, if you had the flu in, in 2019 or 2018 or something, and you had a flu shot for it, and then you get flu in 2022, you still got the flu, but it's not a breakthrough because you were vaccinated in 2018 or 2019. It's a different influenza. So your vaccination was good for, you know, the, the influenza, um, whatever, you know, kind of H2N3 or H5N1, it happened to have been at that time, but it's not as good for the current one. They're both flu viruses. Anyway, um, so references to current illnesses, COVID-19 represents a category mistake, or I used to call a category error, when a person talks about something as though it's a different type of thing from the thing it is. Uh, it was still pertinent to speak of COVID-19 after late 2020 exit of the ancestral when we went through all the... Um, uh, Greek letter uh, strains we just showed you a second ago. These, you know, so here it's uh, if you can see the, uh, it's hard to see here, but alpha. You know, if you little pop-up menu goes to the Greek alphabet, so that's pretty um, clear. All these second wave variant strains ultimately disappeared, and they were superseded in the category of coronavirus infection by the significantly milder virus found circulating late two thousand and twenty-one in South Africa, and nobody really knows the origin of this, but it was given a Greek letter name as as were the other variants of, of um, concern, the VOC format, but this is inappropriate given that Omicron is not a lineal SARS-CoV-2 descendant, is not really on the family tree. Um, we, I'm gonna, I could skip ahead a little bit uh, to show you the family tree, um, shrink this down a little bit, the ancestral uh, versions of here, and there's some offshoots, um, Delta goes this way, um, Alpha and Gamma over here, uh, Beta, and so forth. I'm not going to go precisely on this, but uh, if you look at the genome, the, the second wave variants, they're fairly close to the ancestral version and a number of mutations, whereas Omicron is really a far outlier. This is, you know, if this is, I don't know, <laughs> uh, hard to do orbits here, but this is the, the sun. This is maybe the major planets, uh, you know, Mars to Jupiter and whatnot, and out there is Pluto someplace, and a lot of people don't think Pluto's a planet. Anyway, um uh, Omicron is hypothesized as having a branch off this tree, but it's really, there's, there's no evidence of this. If, if this graph, I think, were accurate, this would be further over. This is not done by me. This is done by, uh, I think, Emma, uh, what's her name? Here's Emma Hotcroft of Next Strain um, and uh, uh, the University of Barron. And she said Omicron is almost like an orphan without close relatives on the COVID-19 tree. Uh, the interviewer uh, kind of replied, it's genes just, from her knowledge, it's genes just looked so different from the other COVID-19 genome sequences. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, we're going to get to this, let me just kind of backtrack a little bit. So that's basically what Omicron is. It's a different thing. And there have always been coronaviruses um, as common cold. Um, so before the SARS, and uh, let's see, so let's kind of, so it suffers Of Omicron, they're not not having breakthrough COVID-19 cases. Omicron is a coronavirus, so there is some crossover. However, there's no substantial immunologic protection from previous natural illness COVID-19 recovery and essentially zero from doubly-dosed COVID-19 vaccines. So you can have two vaccines of COVID-19, and this study here um, shows you that uh, basically you have uh, zero. I have to go all the way down to conclusions, Uh, but here it is. Primary immunization with two Uh, BNT doses provided no or limited protection against symptomatic disease with the Omicron variant. So again, it's like having a flu shot from, you know, 2016. There's probably some crossover uh, from, you know, with the flu today, but it's not the same as having 2022's flu vaccine when the season comes around. These are, you know, and and then as far as, you know, having had, uh, you know, the full illness, uh, that, that gives you a little bit more, but not very much overall protection. Uh, So I'm not going to go over this, but I think it's about 25% protection um, if you have had the actual illness. So mind you, this does kind of underline that the actual illness is more substantial immunologic uh, protection than two doses of vaccine. So that's never really discussed, but I think these two studies in comparison, as a side note, make that point. So before the SARS and COVID-19 pandemics, the textbook definition of a coronavirus, and here's the textbook, uh, this is medical microbiology in 1998. Um, here, here's the, the um, uh, basically, <laughs> it's on chapter 60, coronavirus. It's clinical presentation. Coronaviruses cause acute, mild, upper respiratory infection, common cold. So you could maybe make a t-shirt out of this uh, to kind of reorient people, but the coronavirus has always been a common cold. Uh, 1998 is not the dark ages. Uh, for medical science, and uh, coronaviruses were well known, and they were determined to be cold viruses in all cases. Um, In 2003, uh, SARS-1 came along. It was called SARS uh, in China, and uh, it was a little bit rougher and had had jumped from uh, an animal host. We're going to get to that a little bit later in the article. So I'm trying to move right right along here. Um, So so anyway, so here we go. The textbook definition. Omicron symptoms are indistinguishable from the colds to the point that in April, England updated its COVID-19 symptom list to effectively effectively to coincide with the common colds. And here's a quote. It's not possible to tell if you have COVID-19, flu, or another respiratory infection based on symptoms alone, officials say. And here's the quote, I think, from the BBC. So have I got a cold, COVID, or something else? It's really basically impossible to tell. Um, a friend of mine had symptoms of over the summer, a couple of months. And he's like, oh, my God, I've got COVID-19 again. <laughs> and uh, we were playing tennis. I said, well, yeah, you got COVID-19, or he had COVID-19. He didn't have it at the time. He stayed out 10 days, quarantined, and all that kind of stuff. He's very much a believer in you know, Omicron as COVID-19. Um, and he's a smart guy, mind you, uh, but probably listens to the wrong po- uh, podcast. Uh, not much, you know, I asked, what, what did he actually have? He said, not much. I had a bit of a cough, some achiness for two days. My wife had a fever of 99, which is not really a fever, basically a summer cold. So, you know, getting back to the Biden part, the president gets a summer cold as a news. Those Biden articles at the top of the page here, uh, we mentioned, you know, when Biden had quote unquote COVID-19, they're they're not fake news per se, but they do, again, beg the question in declaring his enlist to be COVID-19. The press is not fully to blame insofar as public health authorities purposely keep outworn, outdated COVID-19 in the lexicon. So my proposal here, uh, which I think everybody in the world should, should take up because it's my idea. Um, I propose that the vastly milder illnesses emanating from today's predominant strain, which is 22B. It's the second uh, Omicron strain of 22. And its successors deserve rebranding outside the COVID-19 franchise. From a scientific standpoint, I'm going to go over some of this. We've we've already been, there's no transparent path of transmission linking Omicron to its COVID-19 predecessors. Uh, so where did Omicron come from? This is Nature magazine. There are three key theories, and they've got a whole bunch of uh, ideas, whether it came from an animal, uh, from a uh, a kind of an immunocompromised patient with COVID who kept kind of, you know, sourcing um, and and regurgitating new strains. Anyway, uh, so we went over this chart already, um, and this one. um, And clinically, Omicron is less lethal than influenza, uh, verging on common cold according to the Financial Times, and they're just getting their data from uh, the English NHS. Uh, so Omicron in intensity is a full order of magnitude less than the uh, Greek letter variance of concern, which is Delta maybe, and it's far less than COVID-19 ancestral version, which is um, not really on this chart. That would be in the spring of 2020. Um, so Omicron does show as a positive on COVID-19 tests. However, these have never been shown Fully to be specific to SARS-CoV-2 versus other coronaviruses. There's some debate on this topic. I think some people have shown that some cold viruses don't show positive on COVID-19, but it's kind of a distinction without a difference. I mean, if Omicron you know, has some relation to SARS-CoV-2, well, uh, maybe we could grant that, but it's still on, on the level of common cold severity. So as Omicron is not a direct SARS-CoV-2 det- descendant, it may just be you know, what we call, call an uncommon common cold. Um, and this is from Dr. David Aronoff, I think he's the uh, head chief of medicine at uh, Indiana University, maybe. Omicron may have picked up some genetic material from a cousin, a common cold causing coronavirus. And here's the uh, quote. Well, that's David Aronoff. We don't want to do that. Um, I'll just show you the quote here. It's from MedPage today. Omicron's possible um, uh, relation to the common cold. That uh, does it matter. Um this shouldn't be shocking coronaviruses represent the second in a cold the common cold second most common cause by type now' it's a, it's a you know actually a relatively small fraction but you know the unknown you know unidentified is pretty large rhinovirus is the the you know vast plurality and then there's a bunch of other viruses you might have heard adenoviruses influenza influenza B usually power influenza RSV which is respiratory syncytial virus and so forth but if you're looking at actual named types, is number two, rhinovirus, coronavirus. So they comprise over 50% um, of common colds. So it's not shocking that Omicron is essentially common cold. That's what coronavirus has always been. And Omicron has no relation with SARS-CoV-2, which came from animals. And again, we're going to get to that in a second. So historically, there's, there's been no nomenclature enforcement regarding the common cold itself, a bucket term based on symptoms rather than viral subtypes. So whether Omicron is a classic common cold, coronavirus, one of these guys from you know, pre-SARS days, or no- novel coronavirus that looks and acts exactly like any common cold is a distinction whether a difference. No doubt if, for some reason, we put the same level of attention and testing to the other you know, viral causes of common cold, we'd find unusual variant strains of the other ones, RSV, adenovirus, et cetera. The thing is we don't because there's no reason to do so. Omicron brings any further deep focus on coronaviruses to a point of diminishing personal and societal returns. Common colds are not tracked discussed, tested, pre-vaccinated, let alone used as cudgels bureaucratically and legally. And we're going to get to some of that in a minute, what's going on in China and so forth. Uh, Omicron nonetheless is still considered COVID-19, yet warrants reassignment as common cold or perhaps baptism as Corona 22, or they want a jazzier title than common cold. Relegating the previous erstwhile dangerous but now disappeared COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2 to the history books, which it belongs in, uh, but should not be out and about, used as a term. we don't talk about Spanish flu. Spanish flu is long gone. We talk about influenza, you know, H3N5, whatever. So much confusion would be eliminated by Omicron's simple rename to Corona 22 or common cold. Current infections would no longer be incorrectly deemed COVID-19 vaccine breakthroughs. That would be a breakthrough. If we could get rid of that term breakthrough, because it's not a breakthrough. It's an old vaccine to a disappeared uh, virus. Antiquated COVID-19 vaccines the COVID-19 vaccine would be seen immediately as having no rational reason to be called boosters. It would be medical malpractice to inject a 2019 or 2017 flu shot today, even if you decide to relabel as a booster. And the implication here is that you shouldn't be able to get away with doing the same thing with COVID-19 vaccines. COVID-19s could be more memorialized, and they, the editors made the British version, without the Z, uh, for prior contributions while removed from Corona-22's pharmacopoeia. So the mRNA um, vaccine for COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, would be removed. Would So the, the, there's a bivalent new anti-Omicron vaccine coming out. We're going to get to this. Um, the old part, the COVID-19 part, would, would be removed because COVID-19 would be acknowledged as having disappeared. If we want to attack Omicron itself with a vaccine, that's a separate question. I think the answer is no, but you could bring it up as a question. And we're going to get to that in a second. As a medical side note, retirement of a treatment has occurred r- routinely that means withdrawing they brought it out you know i mean most of your pills stick around your blood pressure pills stick around for decades you know you might take it and then somebody else take it you know years so the you know the medications to keep being made unless they're horribly dangerous but with monoclonal antibodies they come and go they're only specific to the you know specific variant so if they make a monoclonal antibody for alpha strain then when beta strain comes along they kill they get get a good new one they get antibodies are specific to beta. Delta has its own ones, gamma has its own ones and then and you know never the twain shall meet. They don't treat delta with alpha monoclonal antibodies and they don't treat it with the ancestral version which is pre-Greek letters. So vaccines in MAT, which is monoclonal antibody therapy, produce the same result uh, spike protein. So I, I could co- kind of get into this, but basically the difference is you can either have the if you didn't have a vaccine you're sick, Uh, You can get the antibody treatment. Somebody else made the antibodies or some other animal and they pulled it out just as the antibody. So it's basically the end product of what a vaccine would do in your body, but you don't have time to do it. So they inject those right away and it gets at the spike protein of the variant you have. So so they both produce spike protein antibodies. Yet while the monoclonal antibodies shelf life coincides precisely with its matched variant of concern, the ancestral COVID-19 vaccine has persisted with its own variant, the ancestral variant, the tw- early 2021. Long gone. It's gone. The ambient fear factor would downwardly recalibrate the Corona 22s that is Omicrons around tenfold diminishment of le- lethality. We'd have closure for the COVID 19 pandemic. That day will eventually come. Why not now? COVID 19's societal roadblocks would contextually achieve obsolescence. So COVID 19 is not around. The, the The roadblocks would not be around and this is a list of uh, restrictions in every state in the U.S., and we're not even as bad as certain other places. Uh, I think I had Germany up here. Uh, Germany, um, you know, is maybe taking masks off the airplane in September. They're going to take the mask off the airplane, but they still have them on on trains and buses. Um, Why? (laughs) Um, I don't know. Uh, I think he says that um, this guy, I'm not sure who Lauterbach is, but health official, says the mask wearing on trains and buses remain sensible and necessary, but pointed to better air circulation in planes. Now, last I checked, I mean, you can open a window on a bus and, or a train, and you can't open a window on an airplane. <laughs> you try to do that, you're going to be arrested. So, I mean, does this make any sense at all? I think it's a matter of elites, elites versus the, the hoi polloi. Or hoi polloi. You know, the people on the bus and trains we don't really care about to the same extent. The people on the airplane maybe have are a little bit more important, uh, higher uh, status, um, you know, business and whatnot, or vacations, and, and maybe some a little bit of travel in and out. And they don't want to have that. They, they, they let the mask drop, as it were, you know, as a metaphor for that type of travel, but they're going to keep it for trains and buses. For how long? I don't know. Um, so the ambient fear factor would downly downwardly recalibrate the Corona 22s, Omicron's. About tenfold diminishment in lethality or more, we'd have closure for the COVID nineteen pandemic. I already said this, I guess. I apologize. Uh, okay, so mask come off, and it mentions other things. You know, kids in, in Philadelphia, you know, are being required to wear masks. We begin to appreciate how common cold uh, coronaviruses got there in the first place by the same in like a lion, out like a lamb pathway. That's like the springtime. So I'm going to just uh, dilate on this point a little bit. Um, The last point might help elucidate some of the others. Instead of lions and lambs, let's look at wolves and poodles. Now, (laughs) just bear with me a minute here. Uh, Both emanated from some now extinct pre wolf I mean, today's wolves are different from the ancient wolves and today's poodles are different from the ancient wolves. And the the, the current wolves probably stayed more wolf-like, but they are different. Current-day wolves can be as dangerous as they choose. They have no investment in human health or happiness. From their own sanctuary in the woods, Forest, they can take human life with no remorse. I mean, they might see a baby as food. The poodle's sanctuary is us, is humanity. It's foolhardy, literally in this case, to bite the hand that feeds. By analogy, the, the the viruses that have animal sanctuaries, Ebola, uh, influenza, and the original SARS uh, two thousand three have animal reservoirs in which to retreat and regroup, and thus can be vicious. Now, the virus is not technically vicious. They don't have brains. Um, the common cold, though, is more like a poodle. Its viral success requires keeping human hosts upright, semi-functional at least, and sneezing. So it's not going to get passed around unless we, you know, stay up and up and running. So we're not going to get that sick. So the common cold, you know, basically you're, as a virus, you have a choice. You can be, either be like a, a meteor come crashing in and do instant pinpoint destruction, or you can be kind of hang around for a long time and just kind of nibble, 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 you know, a little bit more like uh, the regular parasites that, at, you know, a remora on a whale. You kind of take your share, not too much, and, and you hang around. So hospitalization, and again, we have the British spelling, uh, and death interrupt the chain. A strong perimeter, you know, a defense makes sense against wolves, but not poodles. There are, there are influenza, but no common cold vaccines, so we we have a fence against the the more vicious animal, uh, influenza. But we don't have a fence against common cold because that's pretty much, like you know, sort of like a poodle, you know, kind of feeding off us a little bit and a little bit of pain now and then. But it's just that. So Pfizer is prepping a vaccine for Omicron. So you might know this and you might not, um, but uh, I think it, it might even be out in certain countries and maybe in here, um, but you know, it's it's doing it as a tweak of its COVID-19 shot. And I think it's doing this by design because it, it basically, by, in this manner, it keeps it under the EUA, the Emergency Use Authorization, again, British spelling, uh, umbrella. Uh, so long as the operative disease or virus term remains COVID-19, the EUA's liability reduction, pharmaceutical company enrichment, and political leverage machine remain. So this is a really important point, not only that they don't have to uh, part of the enrichment is they get to sell these and have the government enforce the sale of them. And part of it is that they don't have to go through the same five, seven, eight, ten 10 years of trials, which are very expensive, billions of dollars and so forth. They just put the thing right off the market and you're going to be the experiment. And you're going to be the trial. And it may be worthwhile in an utter emergency. So early on, when, when you know, the ancestral version was wreaking havoc, it might've been worthwhile for the people who were most at risk, but it was not worthwhile to inject everybody. This becomes kind of a crazy game for, you know, injecting kids who had never had, you know, basically zero deaths worldwide if you didn't have leukemia or something like that. So way Mencken, um, uh, kind of like uh, Mark Twain Redux a little bit later said, now the whole aim of practical politics is to keep the populace alarmed and hence clamorous to be led to safety by an endless series of hobgoblins most of them imaginary, hobgoblins, ghosts, whatnot. So government is able to control you by making danger happen. So you're going to go kind of retreat under the shield of of, benign government, theoretically. So uh, whether governments had valid reason to bring fear in 2020 is arguable. Uh, None really exists in 2022. The EUA, uh, as the gift that keeps on giving, presents any turning of the page from COVID-19 to Corona 22 or some other rational resolution. There's no reasonable or legitimate public safety purpose to behave as if COVID-19 is still the major threat in 2022, nor that the COVID-19 vaccine is still necessary. Moreover, the incipient bivalent Omicron vaccine we mentioned above fulfills no genuine patient need. Historically, the common cold has never been pre-vaccinated, and vaccinating after the fact, if you already had Omicron, getting a shot now has minimal positive and potential negative effects. And we've talked about that before. Now, you basically get... um, uh, A-D-E, antibody-dependent uh, enhancement. You can get worse um, if you um, inject after the uh, uh, virus has been around or after you've been infected by it. And the COVID-19 portion has no medicinal, only legal, basically fig leaf purpose for existing as the second ingredient. So that's the article. And uh, you can go to uh, the Twitter feed. Uh, do I have it up here? Um, so we, we got uh, uh, about uh, 2,000 likes. Um, a bunch of retweets and so forth, a lot of comments, um, and uh, you can take a look at that and, and uh, you know, comment on it. There are a lot of people who just kind of say things because they say things, um, so I hope you can add some intelligent commentary to this. So so let's just, um, I'm going to maybe close out that portion um, of our show and just talk about some of the other things going around. Um, so I like uh, Jay Patachari He was uh, he had been on my show, and uh, he wrote here uh, in a few years. The uh, definitive, definitive history of the pandemic will be written uh, by children uh, robbed uh, of their childhood by a panicked laptop class. Um, this is this is really uh, key and crucial. Um, it's it's a sadness, you know. Uh, you know, it's kind of let them eat cake by Marie Antoinette. You know, the elites, uh, as part of the laptop class, they were able to retreat. And go to their, you know, vacation homes up in the, you know, on the coast or in the woods or whatever, and sit and do Zoom and so forth. And the people who actually had jobs by hand, uh, you know, working at Dunkin' Donuts or uh, running a restaurant, so for they put their whole lives and souls into their jobs, uh, they, they were shunted. And their children don't have the same benefits of the laptop class, who's already educated and kind of educate their kids maybe even better uh, outside of school. Uh, so this is a, a tragedy. Um, and Dr. Bhattacharya just wrote this uh, today. Uh, I think he's right. Uh, what else do we have? Um, well, there's some, you know, continued tragedy. Not just Germany's uh, continuing to mask people on all the uh, uh, subway and bus lines, uh, but here we have China's zero COVID policy. So this is still a thing. Um, and uh, you know, South China Morning put this, this is not a Chinese um, um, mouthpiece. Ideology is trumping the economy. Um, can Hong Kong recover as a global metropolis after pandemic barriers? Is COVID? Is China's COVID uh, zero? COVID zero strategy permanent? They're trying to lock people down for Omicron. How crazy is this? Um, the end of Hong Kong's COVID quarantine fuels hope of looser China rules. Now that's kind of a uh, maybe a miscategorization because Hong Kong, I guess, is part of China. Um, so I kind of just googled uh, or Twittered. Uh, China Zero COVID Policy. And there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Um, I'm going to maybe, oops, I got kind of, I guess, moved right along here. Um, let's see. Uh, there were some great pictures. Um, I So my page refreshed by itself. Um, but basically, there's the concept that um, uh, we may already have, uh, um, you know, that Uh, Xi Jinping might possibly be overthrown. Uh, They have had road closures all around Beijing. I'll get to that later. So this is, uh, maybe just expand this a little bit. Uh, This is a bird's eye view of China's largest quarantine concentration camp. Uh, It's located at Sichuan province, so forth. uh, Zero COVID-19 policy. This is where people are shunted uh, for basically having the sniffles. Uh, Is that something you want? No. Uh, This woman here, you know, she's literally stir crazy. Uh, She's been kind of kept in her own house and she's running on the street, you know, feeling the fresh air with her bare feet uh, because she's been kept inside for so long. This is not a good look. I don't think it's I think it's really sad. Uh, Here is a a bunch of kids. They've got face masks, uh, these kind of plastic shields. And they, but they have to play their flutes. Everything they breathe in is going out anyway. Plus, they're all in a closed room and area, and their kids. They have no danger of getting the illness in the first place. I'm sure they've gotten all the shots and whatnot. This is lunacy, and you can't see probably a better picture of it than this. Um, anyway, so that's just our little tour around the world. Uh, COVID-19 is long gone, but the people who decide to use it for their own political intent and purposes, uh, that's another thing. Um, so here's the thing I was mentioning about. The potential um, house arrest. Um, so I guess huge economic crisis and pathetic zero-COVID policy might have led ex-president Hu Jintao and former PM Wen jibao to conspire with the Central Guard Bureau for a China coup and house arrest of Xi Jinping. So I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently flights and high-rail speed were suspended in China. That part is true, from what I gather. I don't know if there's been an actual coup. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess what's the expression? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Um, and, you know, this is really uh, an own goal. We've, we've you no know, pun intended, shot ourselves, uh, not with a vaccine, but I our shot ourselves in the, in the foot. Um, this is not any way to run an airline or anything much else. Um, let's see if I can go over some of the comments. Oops. Oh uh, what a terrible person I am I did not add the uh, I did not add any of this to the screen okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of go back over this uh, oh this is terrible I'm so sorry I ruined everything I'll have to do this again some other day maybe I'll delete this one and try again anyway um, so here's the picture of Omicron far away from the second variance um, here's Omicron hypothesized part of the tree uh, it's not. Um, and uh, what other pictures might we need? I think uh, here's the picture of the common cold. Um, here's uh, Pfizer doing the Omicron um, uh, restrictions in every state. Uh, some of the you know quotes I mentioned from the people in the article, have uh, I got COVID or bad cold? Uh, let's see if there's anything useful here. There's the one about the covariant uh, strains, current strains, Omicron. Um, uh, and here are some of the tweets. And stuff going on in China. Um, so, anyway, this is, I guess, a ruined podcast. Um, but I apologize. Anyway, um, I might have to do it again, and uh, we'll take care. <laughs> uh, let's see what this uh, comment says. Remember when hospitals posted graphs their admitted patients by vaccinated, and non-vaccinated? Um, yeah, that I guess stopped. Um, good point. Anyway, my apologies. Um, I'll catch up with you soon. Maybe I'll have to redo this one. Thanks.